0: Behind the shades.
1: Looking back, did you feel that it could have gone either way? Or is it something that you knew that, hey, there's something here? I just don't know how to tackle it.
0: I had no idea. I had no idea, no idea where it was gonna go. I just knew I was at the bottom of, uh, I was at the bottom and I knew something needed to change. We very much loved each other, but we weren't acting like it. We very much had uh, committed to each other and I didn't know how that conversation would go. I knew that he was a kind man, but at times we weren't being kind to each other, me as well as him. And I really did not know how that conversation would end up. And I was surprised at how open he was about what was going on inside of him. And I really needed to hear that. And that's the vulnerability piece that's hard for some of us. I know it was certainly hard for us to open up and even as partners for for a while, It was hard to be that vulnerable and to trust him with my heart and for him to trust me with his heart.
1: I think sometimes as people in relationships, especially maybe um, those who are used to things a certain way, I think sometimes we forget that being vulnerable is not only being vulnerable in opening up, but also being vulnerable in listening. And I think it's easier to do the former than the latter because when we are suffering, it's all me, I'm going through this, I'm going through this. But we don't think that maybe the way we're suffering is causing the other person to suffer in their own way as well. Is that something that maybe you were you experiencing during that time?
0: Oh my goodness. Uh, I think listening is such a gift that we give to other people and as a coach and I know you're coaching as well Terrain that's the power of coaching to give space for somebody to speak their thoughts to hear themselves thinking they often solve their own problems as they're thinking through as they have this space to think and yeah I did not know how to listen I was listening to respond not to understand and that's really different and And I think that's something
1: that's but we're not taught that as kids right like we're taught how to speak and not to communicate. We are taught how to hear, but not to listen. And I think as adults, it's a disadvantage because we have to learn things so quickly, especially if we want to function in a world that's set up for companionship, right? This world isn't built to be alone. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the worst punishments you can ever give someone is when you lock them up, you cut them off from society, you isolate them in a group of people. And then the worst of that is you isolate them by themselves. Solitary confinement is the worst punishment besides death that we can give someone. And too many of us will choose to be alone when we know deep down that we're yearning. We want that person next to us. And you mentioned a good point when you said pivotal, being pivotal in your relationships. Can you touch on that and how that may be benefited you and how you're using that to help others?
0: Absolutely. So these pivotal conversations, I believe that they're conversations where the goal is to create a shift or a change in some way, because something isn't working. So for, our, for us, our marriage was not working the way it was. And we needed that pivotal conversation to shift the way we were doing things and to get the help that we needed to get better together. So I think that they're really conversations that matter. I think they do require some degree of honesty and vulnerability. That, of course, depends on who you're sharing with. Uh, whether it's a partner, a child, that's a different kind of vulnerability. You don't share with your little ones, you know, all the angst of adulthood, that's not fair for little ones. Um, And then if it's coworkers, that's a different kind of vulnerability as well. But then I think that it's also, these pivotal conversations they are gonna be a sensitive topic topic, and that's why they're kind of hard to have. Uh, They may be sensitive to one or perhaps to both parties. And thirdly, I believe that there are conversations that bring clarity either to the person or they bring clarity to the relationship. Now, for us, in the case of our pivotal conversation, that one that we had there, we had many since, (laughs) but that conversation that we had in our farm truck, um, that brought clarity both to me. Uh, I, I discovered a new commitment in him for our relationship. I discovered a new commitment in me for me. When we had that conversation, it was all of a sudden I realized I want this and I'm willing to work to get better myself. And I'm willing to work with you to get better together. So it brought clarity to me as a person that I needed help. And it brought clarity to our relationship as we recommitted to each other, that this was was our path forward was to get help and to become better together.
1: In your case, and I'm going to ask this question um, because I've dated and I haven't been married and I don't have children, Um, but in my experiences with those who I work with, those who I speak with, they have a difficult time separating the husband-wife relationship versus the father, mother, and children relationship, meaning that if the parents are going through something, it doesn't necessarily always have to be mentioned to the children because the two adults can work it out. Is that something you find in the people that you assist with?
0: Yes. And, and, and even, um, I, those adult conversations do need to be adult conversations. And I think it's important to let our children as they get older, see a little bit more and, um, and a little bit more, but definitely only to the degree that they're able to handle that. And so little ones get very little of that. And, and of course, but the teenagers, they need to see that mom and dad don't always get along, but mom and dad know how to handle conflict. That conflict is not a scary thing, that it is the doorway to understanding one another better and understanding ourselves better. So I think as kids get older, the door opens a little bit wider, but still they don't see everything that happens behind the doors of an adult relationship. That would not be fair for teenagers either. And I Mm -hmm. think today that there is a great fear for our kids. I remember we were hosting years ago, we were hosting a marriage um, training. It was a five to seven week training, long training. And I remember a couple, beautiful couple, n- not um, a couple who was destructive or even in trouble, but they wanted to get better. They were coming in for a tune-up, so to speak. And when they told their kids they were going to this marriage enrichment class, their kids said, what's wrong? Are you going for a divorce? Kids need to have that reassurance that and see their parents we're on a growth journey. We're learning and we're, we want to be better. And we know we haven't got it all together, but honey, you don't have to worry. We're committed to each other. I think kids need that reassurance to hear that from their parents.